The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Someone has asked, doesn't the concept of eternal rewards demotivate some believers? What about the fear and the uncomfortability that comes with talking about eternal rewards? Let's talk about that today on Grace in Focus. This is the radio and podcast ministry of the Grace Evangelical Society, located in North Texas. Thank you for joining us today, and we want you to learn more about us. You can find out more at our website, faithalone.org. Find out about the Grace in Focus magazine right there on our website. It is a free subscription. Details at faithalone.org. Now, with today's question and answer discussion, here are Bob Wilkin and Ken Yates. We have a long question by Steve. But but you've condensed it? But I've condensed it because I'm a simple man. He's talking about rewards and... Eternal rewards? Eternal rewards in the kingdom. And And he doesn't like the idea? Well, he has a problem. And I know that you and I get this question all the time. Wherever I go to teach, this comes up. People struggle with rewards for various reasons. One... They've never heard of them. Number two, they think of heaven as a place where everyone's equal. Number three, they think of heaven as a place where we're floating around in the clouds. Right. Uh, But we, of course, know that heaven is not where we're going to spend eternity. We're going to spend it on the new earth. Right. Revelation 21 and 22. Sure. But Steve comes at it from, I think, a little bit of a different angle. His point is that when he thinks of rewards, he's discouraged. Or even depressed. Yeah, depressed. As he looks forward to the coming kingdom, the concept that there's going to be rewards is a depressing or discouraging thing. I don't want to put words in his mouth. I think he called it the haves and the have-nots. Yes, that there's going to be haves and have-nots. And another way he puts it is if our sins follow us into the kingdom, in other words, and we don't get rewards, okay, because of my sin, I don't get rewards, then what about grace? Does that mean there's no grace in heaven or in the kingdom? And so (laughs) the way he ends this is he says, he thinks about the song, this world is not my home. But now when he's looking forward to that eternal home, he says, I look forward with trepidation because I think my sins are going to follow me. I'm sure he would say that I'm going to be resentful of people who have more rewards than I do. So Okay, well, a couple of things hit me right away. First of all, Philippians 2.12, work out your own salvation. How? With fear and trembling. Okay, now salvation there is not salvation from hell. That is handling your persecution in a God-honoring way. Right. And the reason you do it with fear and trembling is because you know you're going to appear before Christ and you're going to be evaluated. And if you handle your persecution well, you'll hear, well done, good and faithful servant. But if you don't, you will be rebuked. I also think of 2 Corinthians 5, 9 through 11. In 9 and 10, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one receives things done in the body according to what he's done. And he says, therefore. Yeah, in verse 11, he says, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. And the word translated terror is phobos. It should be the Fear. fear of the Lord. Fear, right. And he's talking about persuading men concerning the Bema, the judgment what he just, seat of Christ. What he just got through yeah. talking about. And he's saying, look, Paul has fear about, that's why he said in 1 Corinthians 9.27, after talking about, you need to run the race, you need to fight the fight, he says, 
Therefore I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest after I preach to others about running the race and fighting the fight, I myself should be ah, dakimas, disapproved. Paul feared being disapproved, and we all should. So Steve's right. There should be a sense of awe and fear about the judgment seat of Christ. We should have that attitude because one day we're going to stand before the king and he's going to evaluate our lives. If I'm going to be evaluated on something that's very important and I know it's coming, I'm going to be concerned about that. In the military, every year I got what was called an OER, which was an officer evaluation review. I knew that I was going to stand before my boss, and he was going to evaluate how I did that year. And even in that, I had a, will we say, a healthy fear, healthy trepidation. If you went to college, you experienced that with final exams and things. And of course, Steve asked about grace. There's tremendous grace in the Christian life, and there'll be tremendous grace at the judgment seat of Christ. Uh, Philippians 2.13 says, Judgment will be merciless on the one who has shown no mercy. And Zane Hodges explains that verse to say that at the judgment seat of Christ, we are going to receive degrees of mercy depending on how merciful we've been to others around us. Mm -hmm. So if we've been a very merciful person, we're storing up additional grace above and beyond the normal grace every believer will experience. But part of the problem is he was talking about sin that doesn't get rewards, right? And our sins following us. Actually, at the judgment seat of Christ, our sins aren't going to be evaluated. According to 2 Corinthians 5.10, what's going to be evaluated is our deeds done in the body, whether good or bad. Bad deeds are not necessarily sinful deeds. They could be sinful deeds, but they could be good deeds done with the wrong motives, like trying to impress others. I'm, you know, let's say I'm praying so as to be seen by men, Matthew 6, or giving so as to be seen by men, or fasting so as to be seen. Jesus says, well, that's your full reward. Mm -hmm. You don't get any reward in heaven if you do that. Please plan to join us at Camp Copus in Denton, Texas. The Grace Evangelical Society's 2024 National Conference is May the 20th through the 23rd. Good fun, wonderful fellowship, Recreational opportunities for the younger ones and the older ones. Great teaching on the theme of free grace in the epistles of Peter. There's VBS for kids, too. More information and online registration now at faithalone.org slash events. That's faithalone.org slash events. Please come and join us. It seems to me that in light of 1 Corinthians three ten through 15, the issue is not good deeds versus bad deeds. The issue in terms of eternal rewards is deeds with eternal value versus those that don't. So let's say, for example, you spend a week on a ski trip with Young Life. And during that week, you actually spend 20 minutes talking with the high school students about Christ. So that's about 20 minutes worth of things with eternal value and 160-some hours that's going to burn up. And there's nothing wrong with having right. a vacation, but you're not really laying up treasure in heaven doing it. Let's say you're going out playing golf. I used to play golf. I quit about 20 years ago. Nothing wrong with it, but you're not getting eternal value by playing golf or by fishing or by hunting, by skiing, by watching football on TV. All those things are things that are going to burn. 
And so I think what Steve needs to recognize is, yeah, there'll be tremendous grace at the judgment seat of Christ, but you have to reject the words of the Lord Jesus Christ and his apostles to deny the teaching of eternal rewards. The other thing that I would talk about is he talks about this have and have not and the idea that I will be resentful or or other people will be resentful because they have more rewards than I do. I don't see that at all. Number one, we're going to have glorified bodies. So so you can't be resentful because that would be jealousy, envy, and that's sin. Right. I will be content, perfectly content. Because that's part of a glorified body. Exactly. Whatever the Lord gives me or does not give me, I'm going to agree 1,000% with that. That with I've it. gotten what I what I earned. Exactly. And as you said, more yeah. than I deserved. The analogy I like to make with that, I don't think the angels, those who are not the archangel or the cherubim or the seraphim or the, <laughs> the four living creatures, I don't think the average ordinary angel resents those other angels for their positions. No. And neither will we. In other words, the people who who have more authority in the kingdom of heaven, I'm going to know and I'm going to agree that they deserve that authority. They deserve right. that honor. They deserve that intimacy with the Lord that I don't. So I'm not going to resent them. And so I don't think we can say have or have not. And in a way, it's the same thing even in the military. You know, when I was a, a major, for example, I would see colonels. I would see generals. But even in my fleshly body, I don't ever remember thinking, man, I hate those guys. You know, they, <laughs> they, they got more money. They got more authority. They got more privileges than I do. Even in my fallen humanity here, I could look at them and say, well, they deserve it. And certainly we're going to say that after we stand before the Lord at the judgment seat of Christ. And for lack of a better word, the verdict is written or said, here is what you deserve. And I'm going to be content with that. I encourage everyone to look at Ken's blog. He wrote a blog about a guy named Bill, wasn't it, when you were at the Air Force Academy? Oh, yeah. And the guy had won the Congressional Medal of Honor, and he was a janitor at the Air Force Academy, and nobody knew (laughs) he had won the Congressional Medal of Honor. Right. And one day there was some special, right, on TV or something. No, it was that one of my classmates was reading a history of World War II. Oh, and found out about it. Yeah, it was his janitor. (laughs) And so all of a sudden, this janitor, everybody was calling him Mr. So-and-so, and they were very respectful of him. You know, the truth is, he had earned an exalted status, but for a long time, he wasn't getting the benefit of it. And Uh, nobody resented him. They all admired him. Right. I tell people when I teach my classes about the judgment seat of Christ, and this issue comes up, and one of the things I say is, I know that if I'm at the judgment seat of Christ and the Lord rebukes me because I didn't honor him— and then the guy next to me is praised. I'm not going to resent him. One of the things I'm going to say is, I am so grateful that the other guy did what I failed to do. I'm going to give thanks that he did that. Right. What I was talking about earlier about, if you don't believe in, in eternal rewards, then you don't follow the teachings of the Lord and his apostles. Let me give you a few examples. Jesus says, many who are first now will be last in the kingdom. So many of the pastors of these mega churches, if they're born again, some of them aren't, but if they are born again, many of those will be last in the kingdom. Well, first and last talk about people who have different degrees of authority. 
And remember the 12 apostles? They're ruling over the 12 tribes of Israel. Hello, those jobs are taken. <laughs> and, and in Ezekiel, we're told that King David is going to be the prince. He's going to be evidently right under Jesus and then the apostles under him. And remember the parable of the Minas in Luke 19, 11 to 27? One gets 10 cities, one gets five cities, one gets no cities. And that's the way it should be. And everyone will agree with that. That's right. And yep. so I think what we need to do, Steve, is get in line with reality. If you don't like it, then pray about it and say, God, show me that this is good. Show me that this is true. Because I know that God is good and God is just. Therefore, I know this is good and just. And let me end with this. Instead of rewards being a depressing thing, it should be a highly motivating thing because it's like everything I do for the Lord is going to bring honor to him and he's going to reward me for it. And I so want him to say, the one who died for me, well done, good and faithful servant. Wouldn't that cap your life? Yes. Very, very good. Well, Steve, thanks for the question and Bob, thanks for the discussion. And keep grace Grace in focus. Would you be interested in some free ebooks on topics you hear on this program? Well, if you are, you need to come visit us at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. We would love to hear from you. Maybe you've got a question, comment, or some feedback. If you do, please don't hesitate to send us a message. Here's our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. And when you do, very important, please let us know your radio station call letters and the city of your location. On our next episode, should we be offended when our favorite Bible teacher is criticized? Join us, and until then, let's keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.